More Lions on the COVID list, and another star player is out for the year? My goodness, can this Lions team stay healthy ever? What a year it's been. This is a Thursday crossover edition of Locked On Lions. You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we plate this thing, everybody, on a Thursday, December the 16th, and a Friday, December 17th. It is Locked On Lions. Matt Derry with you on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The crossover Thursday, that means my boys, Alex Clancy and Bo Brock from Locked On Cardinals. They are hilarious. Cardinals come in at 10 and 3 Sunday into Ford Field to take on your 1-11-1 Detroit Lions. We got news. We got injury news on the Lions. We'll get into momentarily. Also, Chris Spielman speaks. All of that today here on this very podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day here on Locked On Lions. You can find us on all platforms. We appreciate you joining us. I'm on Twitter at Derry Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks, at Locked On Lions on Twitter, and follow us as well. If you're on Facebook, the Matt Derry Facebook fan page, where we post this show each and every day. Um, All right, where should we start today? First of all, TJ Hawkinson is going to have thumb surgery. So he's out for the season. This first reported by Adam Schefter. Uh, While while we all love TJ Hawkinson, and he is a Pro Bowl player, TJ Hawkinson has been banged up. Uh, these first three years, to say the least. And now thumb surgery. So Jared Goff's really best passing weapon, the best weapon uh, uh, in the past game, is going to miss the last four games. So getting him healthy is a, a paramount for this team's success down the road. So he will not play Sunday or the rest of the way uh, for the Lions. That's number one. Number two, um, <laughs> another player has been put on the COVID list. For the Lions. That's now nine current players after Jalen Elliott, the safety, was a non-participant for non-injury related purposes yesterday on the injured list. Today, the team placed him on the reserve COVID-19 list. Now, some guys have come off that list like Evan Brown, but as of right now, Jalen Elliott, Jamal Williams, Tavante Beckett, Bobby Price, Ify Melifonwu, Mark Gilbert, Corey Ballantine, Nicole Roby Coleman, Tracy Walker, and Elliott are all on the list. That's nine guys. And oh, by the way, that's seven of the nine are defensive backs. Who the hell is going to play safety or cornerback Sunday against Kyler Murray, A.J. Green, Zach Ertz, and the Arizona Cardinals? Price, Melifonwu, Gilbert, Ballantine, Coleman, Walker, and Elliott all out, it appears, for Sunday. Now, again, Tracy Walker, uh, Gilbert Melifonwu, some of these guys, Bobby Price, all missed last week's games, or game. So if they were to test negative, um, you know, uh, tomorrow and Saturday, they would be able to play on Sunday. The NFL is already discussing, and I'm not sure this is finalized yet as of the time we're recording, The NFL is discussing that if you only take one test, 
You don't have to take two. You would take one test if you're asymptomatic. And if it comes up uh, negative, then you could come back and play as opposed to two tests. COVID is running rampant through sports right now. It's not just the Lions. The Browns, they can barely field a roster. The Bears added 10 guys today. It's crazy. So I think the league is going to say to themselves, listen, if we've got asymptomatic players, like Baker Mayfield is reportedly asymptomatic. He's had COVID before or he's been vaccinated and he's been boosted and he feels fine, but he's tested positive. Apparently, if he tests negative uh, Saturday, he could play. They're working through this right now. The bottom line is now that the weather's gotten colder again, people are indoors more. We've got a giant spread of this virus, and it really kind of started with the Lions last week when they had the flu bug, and then now you've got nine players, seven of them defensive backs, um, with COVID. Will Harris uh, is healthy as of now. Amani Oruwarie, healthy as of now. Uh, A.J. Parker has began practicing this week. you got Dean Marlowe. So you've got some guys that are healthy enough, but a guy like Parnell Motley off the practice squad is going to have to probably play a lot at cornerback this weekend. We're going to do the uh, crossover in a second, but i got to promote something. Um, if you missed it yesterday or last night, I, I tweeted it at Dairy Speaks, but check out the Dave Pash podcast. Many of you know Dave. He was in Detroit for a couple of years. I worked with me at DFN. He's like an older brother to me. Dave is my guy from Syracuse and a very close friend. Uh, Dave hosts the Dave Pash podcast. You can check it out at the Arizona Cardinals website or just go to Dave Pash podcast on Twitter or Google it. Dave had Chris Spielman on his show and they put it out last night. It's really good. Maybe we might play some clips from it um, next week. But basically, Spielman was Dave's broadcast partner for ESPN College Football for three years. They became very close. And in a wide-ranging interview, they talked about how Chris got the job with the Lions. And the first thing that Spielman said, which I found interesting, and of course, Chris Spielman, the former Lion great, is a special assistant to Rod Wood and Sheila Ford Hamp. But Spielman said, actually, that Rod Wood called him right after the Lions fired Patricia and Quinn and said, quote, first he asked me if I wanted to interview for the GM job. And I said, I'm very flattered that you asked, but I'm not qualified to be a general manager, but I do think I can help in other areas, end quote. And that's, of course, what led to Spielman joining on as an advisor and helping to hire both Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes. Spielman said what he basically has been doing is he meets with Sheila, Rod, Brad Holmes, and Dan Campbell every Tuesday morning to discuss the previous week's games. He works a lot with the young linebackers before and after practice. He's been in on personnel and scouting, but he doesn't think he wants to be a GM. What Chris kept telling Dave was, I want to help people. I want to help this organization. We want to get better. And if you listen to Chris Spielman talk about Dan Campbell on this podcast, he loves him, loves him, and loves that the culture has changed and how hard these guys have played. But uh, we might play some of this audio for you next week, but it's, it's pretty good stuff. All right, we're going to get the uh, crossover coming, talk a little Cardinals with my guys Alex and Bo coming up next. Don't forget Stat Hero. We'll play uh, uh, daily fantasy football tonight with the Chargers and the Chiefs. Do so at Stat Hero. No one plays daily, daily fantasy sports to lose. Winning feels so much better. But traditional fantasy sports are a long-term losing proposition because you never know who and what you're up against. All right, that's why Stat Hero is your pick. 
They are the first of its kind daily fantasy sports platform where it's you versus the house and head-to-head fantasy matchups, winner take all. Doesn't have to be NFL, it can be NBA too. Here's the crazy part, Stat Hero shows you their lineups before you play and you handpick the team that you want to face one-on-one. Stat Hero head-to-head is what daily fantasy should be, one-on-one. You got to do it, all right? Here's what you're going to do. Sign up for free right now. Do it tonight. Test it out and you'll love it for uh, Chargers and Chiefs. Go to stathero.com slash locked on and use the promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash locked on. Use promo code locked on for a 100% match with our friends at Stat Hero, baby. All right, second segment, crossover Thursday. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, Locked on Cardinals. Matt Derry, Locked on Lions. Follow him at Derry Speaks on Twitter. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Follow Bo at Bob Brack. This is a matchup of teams that are on different trajectories, um, but not so far away that Bo and I have forgotten 2018 <laughs> with the 3-13 and 13 Arizona Cardinals that would get mopped up by this version of the Detroit Lions when healthy, in my opinion. I think the Cardinals were that bad. I am, I'm not a Jared Goff apologist. I'm not a Jared Goff truther, but I'm not not a Jared Goff apologist. <laughs> I think that he's got, you take 18 of the 32 starting quarterbacks in the NFL and you put them behind this offensive line in Detroit with the skill position players who are healthy and the record would be pretty close to the same. Matt Derry, of Locked on Lions, do you agree or disagree? Well, Alex, I see a lot has changed with you over the years, like zero. You're still out of your mind. <laughs> uh, and, I love, uh, and I love talking to you and Bo. Uh, many people have said, going back to years ago, oh, the crossover, uh, those guys from the Cardinals, they're hilarious. <laughs> Alex, are you out of your mind? This is The Lions are 1-11-1, brother. Come on now. I know those Cardinals teams were bad. We watched Josh Rosen. We saw the Lions go into... Uh, the, the Red Sea, as Ron Wolfley would call it, and, uh, and, and win there. Uh, so it, it is possible. But, no, this Lions team is a long ways away and uh, uh, not in a good place right now. Then you throw in the, the COVID stuff, one of seven teams and heavy protocols, injuries, illnesses, the flu last week where they barely could field a roster against Denver. It's going to be a while before uh, the Lions are good again. Yeah, I am. I'm, I'm on board with you, Matt. I mean, isn't isn't golf statistically right around with the the rookies that are struggling so mightily? Is you know, QBR goes. Jared Goff has been atrocious this season, uh, but there there have been a few bright spots spots for this Lions team. Let's talk about those as uh, we try to keep this thing. Uh, at least before the games played on Sunday, pretty close. Where, where have you seen? I mean, there's been some close calls. You had the Baltimore game. Jason Tucker uh, had to to knock it through and get the bounce from the crossbar. Um, how have they been able to stay in these games and, and maybe turn in some uh, that didn't appear to be close matchups into some nail biters at the end? Well, to, to go back to Bo to what Alex was asking about Goff, um, you know, he he's not good. I know he's got a great record against the, the Cardinals, but he's not a good quarterback. And right. the, the Lions are probably stuck with him for another year. It's funny. He was the NFC Offensive Player of the Week two weeks ago in their comeback win over Minnesota. And last week I tweeted after his interception and then fumble in Denver, um, uh, the, there will be a new NFC Offensive Player of the Week this week. I mean, it just, it was a one and done. 
for poor Jared. And look, he doesn't have a lot to work with when it comes to receiver. Then you throw in the mix, TJ Hawkinson out, DeAndre Swift out. Last week, Jamal Williams out. Uh, there wasn't much there. They were playing with practice squad players and, and, and the like. Um, but, you know, as far as the positives, yeah, they stay in these games because they play hard for Dan Campbell. You know, the kneecap biting and all that stuff aside, they love him. The question is, how do they stay in these games? Okay, well, they run the football. They use the clock. They're ultra conservative a lot of times. Uh, on fourth downs, Campbell's constantly going for it. Occasionally they make it. That means that the possession stays longer. And boom, they're, they're, they're tied with the Steelers. Or they're in a three-point game with the Ravens. Or they're in a three-point game with the Browns. Those are all playoff teams. So they're hanging around. Last week, down seven at the half. They would have been in that game longer in Denver. But Godwin Iguabuike, their fourth-string running back, fumbled. And then that was basically it. I mean, Denver's defense is too good. And the Lions. It's really, uh, uh, really, really got trampled. So they're, they're hanging on first. Jack Fox flips the field. He's their best player, their punter, and their punter. And they linger around in a lot of these games. Matt Derry, Locked On Lions, Alex Clancy, Bobrock, Locked On Cardinals, Crossover Thursday, and the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Matt Derry, Dan Campbell's introductory press conference to now was it an oh no moment when when they hired him and is it like a I kind of like this guy from afar selfishly I find him endearing now and I think it's sure. easy for me to say that because I'm not covering the team and I'm not close so I don't know one way or the other you know the dude is passionate you know it's not false bravado he loves his position he's happy to be there does that go far enough or is this still kind of a what the hell do they do by hiring this guy situation to be honest, I hate to hedge here, but it's a little of both. I, I think fan-wise, the diehards love him. He is Detroit. He is tough and blue-collar, and he's stayed even killed mostly. The, the the crying fiasco earlier in the year after the Minnesota loss, after Greg, um, oh gosh, who's the kid, the, uh, the Vikings kicker? that uh, Greg Joseph. Greg Joseph hits the 54-yarder, yeah. and it was the second straight week where they lost on a, you know, you mentioned Justin Tucker, 66 yards. The next week, Tucker from 54. Uh, um, um, you know, or Joseph from 54. So he cries, and it's like, what is this guy doing? But let's talk about the game, because inside the game, he has stripped Anthony Lynn of the play-calling duties. He's calling the plays himself as a head coach. He's never called plays before. And quite honestly, fourth and one, and he's got golf on rollouts. Like, what is that? His game management needs work. It does. But he at least openly says, I made some mistakes. I made some bad calls, which his predecessor, Matt Patricia, never did. Matt Patricia was a jerk. Kansas is inexperienced. So there's a mix of a lot of stuff going on. I think he's going to get a few more years. The ownership team loves him. Uh, uh, the Ford family and all that love him. He's not going anywhere. But eventually, in year two or three, they're going to start winning some games, and they've got to start out-scheming some opposition. Aaron Glenn, his D coordinator, is a star. rest of the staff, young inexperienced and like i said anthony lynn he'll be gone next year he's already been stripped he has no power anymore cliff kingsbury oh one and one against the detroit lions jared goff you mentioned this amazing record against the uh the cardinals sorry yeah all against the cardinals and, and you've got the him seven to one when we look at this this contest the, the lions that you know we just one win on the season and we're already talk, talking about Hutchinson versus Thibodeau, top pick in the draft. 
there's there's more at stake than just the the game on Sunday. How do Lions fans root for this one? Are they rooting against their team here? Are they are they just saying tank for Thibodeau or <laughs> Aiden Hutchinson already? Or is it uh, hey, let's just try to get some respect and maybe uh, make sure that Dan Campbell, the beloved you know coach, comes back for at least another season. Well, I mean, they got their one win. Okay, when they were sitting there at 0 10 and one or, or 0 9 and one or 0 and seven or whatever, it was like, wait a minute, could they do this? Could they pull this off again? Because remember, the 08 team before they drafted Stafford was 0 and 16 under Rod Marinelli. So uh, now that they got that one win out of out of the way. You're right. I'm not a tank for Tibbs guy. I'm not a. We got to lose for Hutchinson. But this week, you're right. The Lions need the Cardinals to win so that the not this this week and beyond. They own that Rams so they get a better draft pick. So it is a little bit uh, uh, weird to be a Lions fan right now. I think fans are now relieved. They got that first win two weeks ago against Minnesota. But now the question is, can they realistically beat Arizona, Seattle, Green Bay, and Atlanta the rest of the way? And, and the way this roster is constructed, the amount of injuries that they've had, the secondary is just depleted right now due to COVID and other factors. Um, Jerry Jacobs, their second best corner, now done for the year with an ACL injury. I just don't know if they can with these teams. They should not be. They shouldn't be beating Arizona this week. The Cardinals superior team. Yeah, they- Matt Derry at Derry speaks on Twitter. Alex Nancy Barbuck locked on Cardinals. Uh, coming up next, Matt is going to take over the reins, ask us questions. Maybe he'll call me insane once again. I think that game would be a <laughs> lot closer than you think. Fully healthy, DeAndre Swift. That dude is going to be a star if he can stay healthy, right? I know we're going to move on here in just a second. Is, is he's the brightest spot on the roster? I think it's, it goes without saying. Is there somebody on the um, defense you like that's budding? No, I don't. I think that you're right. <laughs> uh, he, he he is the brightest spot on this team. Guys coming that are that have been that have been decent, but you're right. DeAndre Swift putting up a multiple 100 yard games this year, and again he's he's injured right now, and I don't think he'll be ready to play Sunday. There's a chance mm-hmm. that he can he can, but he's been good. He's been good, no question about it. All right, coming up next, Matt's going to take over, ask us any and all that he wants to know about the Arizona Cardinals ahead of the Sunday's matchup in the early slate where the Cardinals travel to Detroit to play the Lions. One thing that's almost as insane as me is Bo's love for stance socks. <laughs> like before they became a sponsor, I didn't know how insane Bo was. Bo, the floor is yours, my friend. I mean, every single member of my family is getting stance socks. These things are legit. I've been on board. I'm a stance hipster. You guys are late to the party. They were founded back in 2009. Stance Apparel represents a radical reinvention of socks, underwear, and active apparel with a sharp focus on comfort, quality, and creativity. Do you want Michael Scott on your socks? How about uh, Old Dirty Bastard? Some of your favorite sports stars like Chris Paul or (laughs) Devin Booker. Maybe the worm, Dennis Rodman. You can have those. You could be at your holiday party and people say, my God, is that Larry Bird on your socks? Yeah, he is. And they're absurdly comfortable. Yeah, Stance believes that the perfect fit matters more than just fitting in. That goes, feel good, do good. Go see yourself. Register account at stance.com. Get 15% off your first purchase. Use the promo code Locked On. That's one word to check out and apply that. 15% 15% off. Enjoy the color and comfort of a life less ordinary with Stance. Yep, betonline.ag. You know about them. You love them. So do we. They're the best place to put any sort of wager down. Football, basketball, what have you. Ahead of Sunday's matchup with the 
Arizona Cardinals traveling to Detroit. The Cardinals are a humble 13.5-point favorite on the road. Uh, BetOnline.ag has got you covered with everything you need to bet on all your sports action. Remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Go to the website or use your mobile device today to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with promo code Locked On. Again, go to the website or use your mobile device today to receive a 50% welcome bonus with promo code Locked On. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. All right, here we go with crossover Thursday. Bo Brock locked on Cardinals and his partner, of course, the lovable and sane Alex Clancy. <laughs> Matt Derry on locked on Lions. All right, fellas, this is this is rare. The, the Lions play the Cardinals every year. I don't know why, but they do, and it's always in Arizona. But for one time. Dave Pash, Ron Wolfie, the whole crew, the coaching staff, the Bidwell family get to make their December appearance in the Motor City. This is uh, this is very exciting stuff. But how how the Cardinals going to bounce back from uh, from Monday night? Because we all watched that game to see our old buddy Matthew Stafford light you guys up. Yeah, I mean it wasn't ideal. It, my my main goal that we talk about when we break things down, you know, heavy analysis, Matt. I don't know if you know, you have to score more points than the other team to win, and yes. and and the Cardinals did not do that. Uh, on Monday night, which was not ideal. I mean, it's going to be a treacherous road for the Cardinals moving forward. Um, Sunday, DeAndre Hopkins injured. We don't know the state of James Conner at this point. So sure, they're going to be the better team going onto the field on Sunday. But this Cardinals team is going to be a new look Cardinals team seemingly every week. And they're going to have the game plan around players that are injured and not playing or, you know, the, the opponent that they play, whether it be on Sunday or a short week on Christmas against the Colts. So we're going to find out a lot about the bounce backedness that the Cardinals have uh, on Sunday in the morning slate traveling cross country to Detroit. So, I mean, it's still 53 professional athletes to get paid millions of dollars on the other sideline. You can never overlook an opponent, regardless of how hobbled or injured. The more, you know, as the, as the star flies, uh, after the, after the friends episode, but, but Bo, if I, if I told you, uh, 10 and three at this point in the season and one of the best records, uh, you know, tied for the best record in the NFC, you would, you would have taken it, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. I don't think anybody would have, uh, would ter- like turn their nose up at that. And it, that you have to keep things in perspective. I mean, the Arizona Cardinals have lost two f- top five teams in the NFL by a combined 10 points. You lost to, uh, the Packers on Thursday night football and, we're in the driver's seat to actually tie or win that game, but there was a communication error between AJ Green and Kyler Murray. It costed a in a, in a game ceiling pick for the Packers, and then the Arizona Cardinals had an opportunity after getting the onside kick on Monday Night Football against the Rams to march down, and it was far fetched to score a touchdown without DeAndre Hopkins in the lineup. Uh, but you know they've they've been in a good position, put themselves in a good position every single game outside of the Carolina Panthers game. And I think any Cardinals fan would take that 10 and three. I feel like they're already on, you know, house money, but they they're in a position to really make some noise in the 2021 season. Just going to have to refocus themselves after that loss on Monday night. Cause I think it, it really did kind of rattle the cage a little bit. Now they're going to have to figure out what life looks like, at least for the regular season without Deandre Hopkins. And uh, we'll see what that first looks like and an opportunity, probably the best bounce back game maybe outside of the Houston Texans in the league right now in the Detroit Lions? Yeah, I, I would think so. Um, you know, you, 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 you look at this matchup. I mean, I'm terrified uh, from the Lions standpoint. I, I think Zach Ertz is going to have a big day. 
Uh, they use a lot utilizing him properly because when the Lions go up against a tight end, that can they can it just is smart, gets open. Detroit linebackers, it's a it's kind of a mash unit right now. How, how's the uh, uh, Kyler to to Ertz uh, combination working out? Start with you, Alex. It it was worth a great late pick. It was damn well worth that. Like what? I mean, even though he's on a short term deal, and there's gonna be a lot of questions, you know, towards the end of the year, like. Even though the Cardinals' offense is whoever's open, Kyler's going to throw the ball to, it seems like. Zach Ertz has fit almost immediately. Uh, he had a long touchdown catch and run within his first couple games. You know, what you can do with a tight end that most tight ends can do in the NFL is run 10 yards and turn around. Zach Ertz is big, and he can do that, whether it be between the 20s or in the red zone. I think he was horrifically misused in Philadelphia when he was there. Aside from that one year and a half where he was great, they didn't use him outside of just between the 20s. Like he's one of the best red zone threats in the NFL still at 6'5". So I think with Kyler Murray needing to lean on people with DeAndre Hopkins now injured, Zach Ertz could definitely have more of a prominent role. And his baseline has been fantastic. The floor has been higher than we could have even imagined, which is great. Bo, uh, give, me, give, me, give me a minute on, on Ertz, but also James Conner. I mean, we're, we're, this guy's almost a star already. And the Cardinals always seem to be looking for that for that running back, uh, what's going on there? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think Ertz is—it's not coming along as as well as you'd like to see. Because early on on Monday Night Football, you thought that that was going to be a guy that was going to make some major damage in the middle of the field, and then he just disappeared the rest of the contest. And we've seen that way too often. We'll see where Kyler Murray has to rely on all of his playmakers instead of just a few of them with DeAndre Hopkins out of the lineup. If he'll start to to really get their new tight end in the mix because I, I agree with Alex. I think he could be just an absolute threat and force going forward. So like to see that, but then there is the emergence of James Conner, who is uh, making a lot of these guys take a back seat to watch him become somehow this dual threat running back that we never really truly knew about. Maybe some people in, in Pittsburgh knew about it uh, way back when, but uh, he he's just been fantastic. A touchdown in seven straight games. Uh, he, he's healthy. You know, the last couple seasons, he only played in 10 and 13 games, respectively, and he just looks spry. He looks big out there. Of course, he's standing next to Kyler Murray. That's not a slight at all, but, you know, he just looks athletic. He looks big. He looks powerful. He bounced off Aaron Donald into the end zone on Monday Night Football. He's just, he's money in the bank on the goal line. He's just been more than anybody even imagined when they signed him to a one-year deal. We're already talking extension with James Conner, and he's at that uh, – odd age of 26 for running backs where they kind of fall off a cliff. So he's really forcing the issue there. And he is, uh, when you look at it with, uh, with Hopkins out, you know, Kyler's obviously their number one threat on offense, but James Connor's number two with this Arizona Cardinals offense. Well, you guys have a threat that we know about locked on crossovers day lions and Cardinals chatter, uh, Matt Prater coming home to Detroit. Uh, <laughs> Bo and I talked earlier in the year about when, the Zane train made its way to Detroit and Zane Gonzalez. The Lions have tried seven different kickers. Come on. It's the runaway train. Uh, well, it was short lived. It was short lived. The Lions, I think, finally have their guy in Riley Patterson. It took seven, seven swipes, uh, uh, swiping right or swiping left, whatever they could say. But you guys have Matt Prater. How's he worked out? Because I know Monday night, Brian Greasy was begging for the Cardinals to kick that like 80 yard field goal to cut no. it to seven. At the end All of the right. Game. All right. It was a 56 yarder. You're down 10 points with like three minutes left. You kick the oh. damn field goal. Okay. Yeah. You kick it. I wouldn't go. I wouldn't marry the idea like Brian Greasy. I'd be open to having a conversation about it. 
Matt Prater signing and Matt Prater making the 60-plus yarder uh, going into half earlier in the season birthed the name Praterade. And I'm happy enough that just just from that, I'm happy that that they signed him. So we're able to use that on Sundays. All joking aside, he's been a bit like he's been perfect. He's exactly what you want from an upgrade from what the Cardinals have dealt with over the last couple seasons. From Chandler Catanzaro, the missed field goal in week one against the Packers on Monday night or against the Patriots on Monday night football to the end of Zane Mm -hmm. Gonzalez. It was always like, do you kick it here? Like, do you trust your right. kicker? Matt Prater is 100 years old. He's going to be able to kick for five more years probably. And the dude has been, again, the floor has been much higher than what the Cardinals have been accustomed to, regardless of age. And you can just trust him. You can trust him. Bo, are the, uh, are the Cardinals uh, covering this number? 13 and a half. Uh, I mean, we'll see if it stays there with DeAndre Hopkins out. Um, that's That's such a large number in the NFL, but I think they do. They've been really good against teams like uh, Detroit, you know, they take care of business. They put up, you know, pretty odd number scores. I think that they do 13 and a half. If it stays there, if, if I'm pressed on it, I'm taking the Cardinals in this matchup. I think that their offense, this is going to be a get right game for them. Kyler Murray is going to spread the wealth. It's going to look maybe a lot better than it did on Monday night. And then the defense is going to look to bounce back. And then I, you know, I don't know who they're going to struggle covering up hat on a hat with Detroit this week. Uh, I I think it bodes well for the Cardinals covering. Yeah, I, I agree, guys. Especially if Hawkinson and Swift, and again, we won't know till Friday. But if those two are both out, it could be a long day. Uh, certainly for the Lions. Give the Lions credit. Their offensive line, Sewell and Decker, those guys up front have done well. But, yeah. but Goff just isn't making enough plays. Just isn't making enough plays. So uh, who's it? Amanon St. Brown. What's his name? Amon Ra. Ra. Amon Ra. <laughs> Do you know what USC football? What the hell are we doing here? <laughs> Oh, God. Pac-12 memories. We'll have to do that another time, guys. <laughs> Always a pleasure, though, uh, chatting with the two of you. It was a lot of fun. Likewise. Absolutely, man.